welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here with you today. And if you are a regular, Loyal listener, thank you so much for being here, for coming back. I I love that you're here. And if you are new to this podcast, if somebody sent you a link, if somebody referred you, if somebody recommended the show, if they were like, check this shit out or whatever, (laughs) however, however you got here, I'm just wicked happy that you're here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And you guys, uh, I've been trying to get better at this. So just right up front. If you dig the show, if you love the show, if you are like interested in finding out more about how I work, what kind of work I do, when I'm having events, when I'm having retreats, when I'm on other podcasts, when I'm up to shenanigans, just please come and join me on my email list. And you can just sign up at karenkenny.com slash sign up. And then you'll be the first to know all all kinds of fun and interesting stuff. So Thank you for that. And I hope some of you come and join my email family. All right, you guys, let's just dive right into this sucker. I think this is episode 231, which is pretty incredible when I think I've done 231 consistent weekly episodes. I'm pretty proud of myself. So I'm going to call this sucker, You've Gotta Want It. You gotta want it is what we're calling this. You've gotta want it, Okay. What am I talking about? I'm going to come at this from two points of view, Um, but we're going to start with this most personal one, which is the you part, right? You've got to want it for yourself. Now, I the the impetus of this, the inspiration for this episode um, has to do with a, a client that I've been working with and an incredible testimony that they shared recently, right? They wrote me a testimonial. It's their testimony of our work together. And it was so incredible and so impactful. It made me cry. It just like knocked me on my ass in the best way when I read Jordan's story of his his POV of what it's been like to work with me. So he wrote me this testimonial. I shared it in my email newsletter. I posted it on social media and the response have just has just been like really, really fantastic. So I'm going to come back to this and talk about um, this a little bit more uh, from two points of view. But right now I want to stay in the you've, you've got to want it and how it applies. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. What I will say is that um This testimonial, um, because it was so impactful and it was so vulnerable and it was so powerful um, and really brave and really transparent, it was was such an an incredible thing that um, it got people reaching out to me and like asking me questions, okay? And that's going to be part two of, of this episode. But the first part is this, when I was reading Jordan's testimonial, and thinking about 
where he started months ago to where he is now and in all the things that he's had to overcome, the amount of trauma he's had in his life, the amount of things, right? And his, his story is so impactful that I'm going to have him come on the show. He's already been on the show before, but in a totally different capacity. And I'm going to have him come back on the show because it has been, I've been getting such incredible feedback and I really, uh, I really want to dive more deeply into his story, uh, his success, his transformation in doing this work together with me in a really unconventional way, which is really, um, so powerful. I can't wait. I can't wait for the episode. I'm like, oh, my brain just traveled a little. I did just did a little time traveling, went into the future for a moment and I'm back. Um, I really can't wait to talk about it. But when I got to thinking about like, so why did Jordan have such incredible results? Like what, what makes his results maybe slightly different from other people I've worked with? So by and large, I've never had anybody write me like a shitty testimonial, right? I've never had somebody come back and say like, hey, you know, this was awful or this didn't work or I didn't like this or like whatever. One of the things, and that's not to say that I'm perfect, right? That's not, that's not my point. But when I just have to look at, you know, I, I think about like Tom Brady, right? I think about Tom Brady, right? Played for the New England Patriots. Most people on the planet know who he is, quarterback, Right. And he used to go back and watch the game reels, right? He would watch tapes of the games of what happened. And he was like breaking things down about what was working over here, what didn't work, da 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 So when I kind of go back and I look at certain clients uh, over, over, you know, years, and I'm like, okay, so why did somebody maybe have more, um, uh, more, f- uh, do I want to say fast acting? Well, let's just say, um, yeah, fa- shifts that happened. In, in a quick way, right? Shifts, shifts in perception, um, shifts in their mind, um, shifts in their, um, their mindset, uh, physically feeling better, emotionally feeling better, right? So when I work with people, you know, there's four planes that are being affected. There's the physical, right? The somatics that I might do, some somatics works with, with anti-anxiety stuff and pattern interrupts, yoga, breath work, stuff like that, right? Different tools to, to uh, interrupt brain patterns, right? To create better habits, better ways of being, uh, more empowering, right? So there's physical, there's a mental aspect to this work. There's an emotional aspect to this work and there's a spiritual aspect to this work. So people change on multiple levels and in, in a variety of ways. And so when I look back and I think like, who were the people that had incredible results? And what it comes down to is simply this. They wanted it. They wanted it. And the, the reality of it is, is we will transform. Okay. We will change. We will grow to the degree that we want it. That's really the secret. We will grow to the degree that we want to grow. We will change to the degree that we want to change. And even more so to the degree that we are willing, willing to change. And this is the difference often to any coach, any coach, right? And whether that's you're a fitness coach you're a coachy coach, you're a life coach, you're a spiritual mentor, you're a business coach, whatever. This is what we know to be true. The clients who do have great success are people who are in it. They are taking their investment of their time, their money, their energy, their spirit seriously. 
they're taking your time as a coach seriously. They are taking the fact that they've got this one life and only a certain amount of time to be alive and no time is guaranteed seriously. And seriously doesn't mean that you don't have fun. Because trust me, there are some tears when I am working with people, right? There is there is some growing pains. There is some discomfort. But we fucking laugh a lot. We laugh a lot because humor is one of my core values. Like you, I use humor a lot when I'm teaching. Uh, also, you know, humor is a pattern interrupt. Laughing is a bomb. It is a healing bomb, right? So I don't use humor like just to like to de deflect, but it is a great way to connect with people to kind of create, um, to lighten, to have levity, right? To lighten, because again, this being human is fucking hard. And sometimes we just need a good laugh. But here's my whole point. We have to have a deep, deep desire to know ourselves and to be in proactive participation of our own healing and to be in participation with love. We have to be in love with what becomes possible. We have to want it. You gotta want it. You can't really do this work half-assed. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't do it in chunks. It doesn't mean that you can't dive deep and then pause and then kind of, you know, gather your wits, as I like to say, and take some time to reflect and to um, integrate and to implement and to embody it. I have clients who work with me and then go away for a few months and then come back or go away for a year and then come back and work with me in different capacities. And whether that's they start off by listening to the podcast and then maybe they get my little, like, I don't know, $27, connect with your spiritual team, right? And then maybe they're like, oh, she's doing a whatever, a workshop somewhere. And they go to that. And then they're like, ooh, I'm going to go to like the four-day retreat in November. Great. And then usually people will build up, right? And say, and now it's like group coaching program. Some people, in fact, I had somebody reach out to me the other day and after talking with them, it, 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 it's like self-admittedly, they're like, I'm not ready yet for like that one-to-one because one-to-one work with me is intensive and it is intense and it is intimate, right? And so sometimes people are a little afraid of that and whether or not they're afraid of the price tag, whether they're afraid of the, the, um, the commitment to change or like whatever the thing is, this is not a judgment on anybody. Everybody gets to decide for themselves when they're ready but you're going to get the best bang for your buck and you're going to get the best results and the greatest change and stuff when you are all in, when you take it seriously, that when it's time to do the work, we do the work. And then when it's time to kind of rest and receive, you know, th that's what you do. But you can't do this work half-ass. You can't, you know, you know that old saying like, um, what do they say? Like you, Oh, no, I don't want to use that as an example. And never mind. And hashtag never mind. Sometimes the things that pop into my head are not the things that that like the first things that pop into my head are like, you know, Vicky with two K's from Lauren's thoughts. Like, meh, we're going to just move the mic for a second. Okay. So this is what I'm trying to say. We will grow and change and transform to the degree that we want to. So it has to be on some level, some part of you that says, I'm sick of this shit. 
I'm sick of sitting in my shitty diaper. I'm sick of sitting in my patterns. I'm sick of sitting in my habits. I'm sick of being trapped by my, my old belief systems. I'm tired of the old stories I've been telling myself and whether you call them limiting beliefs, I'm tired of identifying with you know, the things that happened to me, right? I want to take those things and I want to be able to, um, you know, shift my perception of myself. And it's, you know, because we can't change what happened, but what we can do is shift and change how we're relating to what happened. To me, there is no greater work that we're doing on the planet than learning how to know ourselves, to understand why we do what we do, think what we think, believe what we believe, behave how we behave so that we can adjust as needed, right? This isn't about like, you know, this kind of this backlash I've seen lately where people are like, you know, I don't need to be the best self. Myself as I am is perfect. Yes, and. Yes, and. All parts of you are welcome here. You are lovable just as you are, right? So this whole thing of this backlash about like, I don't have to be my highest self or I don't have to be my best self. It's like, why not? Why not? It doesn't mean you're always going to show up as your best self. And it doesn't mean that you are unlovable when you don't show up as your best self. But why wouldn't we want to show up and, and create from that divine spark within us that moves us beyond our animalistic tendencies in nature to just survive and compete, why wouldn't we want to shift into really knowing ourselves in our truest level of potentiality, of what's possible? When we stop identifying as just a body and we start remembering who we are as spirit. What becomes possible? And that's the question, right? When it's like, okay, I've got to want this. This is what I say to people. Like I, there have been times, right? So my clients know that my clients know. I say, all right, you, you ready? And some people bristle at this concept of tough love. I'm like, but what you're forgetting is that it's love. The things that I say are all coming from a place of love. And I'm not mean. Sometimes I am direct, right? I, I, I like to speak plainly. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I don't get too fancy. I like to communicate at the level at which we both fucking understand each other. You know what I'm saying? So, and sometimes I'll be like, hey, a little bit of tough love. I can't want this more than you do. I cannot want your happiness. I cannot want your, your health. I cannot want your wholeness. I cannot want your well-being. I cannot, like, you've got to want this. I'm not here to drag you around towards your own healing and happiness, towards your own inner peace, right? Th that doesn't work. Anybody who's ever known somebody trying to get sober, and we're going to go there in a second, you, you know that doesn't work. I can't want it for you more than you want it. That's not how people get well. A person has to be invested in their own outcome. 
They have to be proactive in their own healing. There's got to be a desire there. So you as a person who is trying to change, and especially if you're going to invest in working with a professional or an expert or a coach or a mentor or whatever, like don't waste your time and your money. You've got to take yourself seriously. And what I mean by that is, is if you can just tap into some part of you that does believe that you are worthy, that does believe that you matter, that does believe that you have purpose, that does believe that you've got something to say and something to do while you are here. That is so important. If you even just get a little sniff of it, right? If you get a if there's some curiosity that pulls you towards a particular coach or a mentor or a book or a resource or whatever it is, like follow it, trust that impulse, trust that impulse towards love. Trust it, follow it. And as you start to work with somebody like me, that muscle will grow. That spiritual muscle will grow. That self-love muscle will grow. That self-worth and self-esteem and self-trust and self-integrity muscle will grow. But it's got to start with the seed that is blossoming within your own heart, right? It's got to start with a spark in your own soul within you. A coach can water it, blast it with a little sunshine. Like, you know, there's that great, that great, I know it's in, I know it is in a Jewish faith book somewhere. Now, some people say the Talmud, but I think it was written somewhere else first. And I'm simplifying it, right? But the phrase is like, um, over every blade of grass, there is an angel leaning over it, whispering, grow. Over every blade of grass, there is an angel bent over it and whispering, grow. Now, as a spiritual mentor, as an integrative change worker, as a coach, as all the things, a yoga tea, all the things that I'm bringing right to my work, I can be watering you and nourishing you and nurturing you and cheering you on. I can be whispering over you, grow. But man, Does change actually happen because some part of you is inside of you, whispering, grow, longing for the growth, desiring the growth, wanting the growth. You've got to want it first. And got to want it for yourself. And sometimes it can get, it can be hard to get in touch with that part. And some great questions to ask yourself is why? Why is it worth it to invest my time, my energy, my mental capacity, my emotions, and my money into working with a coach or an expert or a therapist, or like whatever, whatever you decide to do to better yourself, to invest in books or workshops or seminars or whatever it is, right? We have to ask ourselves, why do I want to do this? Number one, right? Like what's in it for me? And one of the ways you can ask yourself is, what becomes possible if I'm actually successful at this? What becomes possible when I stop being so anxious? What becomes possible when I stop doing these habits that keep fucking me up and getting me in the way? What becomes possible when I stop seeing myself, right, as X, Y, and Z? not capable, too, not smart enough, you know, not worthy. 
right? What becomes possible when I start to, to heal my trauma and realize that it's okay for me to have needs, that, it's, that I matter, that I'm here to create something. I'm here to participate in the flow of life. Like I've got an individual curriculum. I've got a divine assignment. I'm here to do something too, right? And what is it going to cost you, right? Like really, what, what will it cost you to not change? To not do maybe the uncomfortable thing. As my friend Emmeline, I was talking with my friends Emmeline and KT. We were talking about like, how much longer do you want to keep kicking that can down the road? How much longer do you want to just keep doing the same old, same old, being stuck in the same pattern, in the same routine, in the same bullshit, in the same relationship, in the same misery? And I'm not saying, hey, maybe you're in an incredible relationship. That's awesome. But where are the places in your life where you do feel stuck, where you do feel sick and tired of being sick and tired, where you feel sabotage, where you feel separate, where you feel scared, right? So this is what I'm saying. You've got to want something different. You've got to want that thing that becomes possible. Like, what do you dream of? What, what does your hat call you towards? What lights you up? What kind of life do you want to live? But you've got to want it. Your coach can't want it more for you. Your parent can't want it more for you. Your partner can't want it for you. Your cousin can't want it for you. Like, you've got to want it. That's how we get our ass in gear. That's how we start saving our pennies for the trip or the retreat or the class or whatever. The guitar you want to buy so you can finally learn how to play. Whatever the thing is. There's got to be a little ember. There's got to be a little ember that you can blow on, that you can like fan that flame. So that sucker goes, goes a little more wild, you know what I'm saying? So it burns a little brighter, get a little heat, right? Like, like light a little fire under your own ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Okay. Now let's go to part two of this. So this was, you've got to want it. Now let's shift to, they've got to want it. Okay. We all know the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make that sucker drink. Okay. So when I post a, a testimonial or a story like I did of Jordan's the other day, it's very common that people start to kind of come out of the woodworks and people will reach out to me and say all kinds of things, some really supportive and beautiful and, and empowering. And a lot of times people will reach out to me and they'll either recognize something in the story or the testimonial that I just shared of a client success. And they'll recognize somebody in their life, right? Within that story. And whether it's they have the same symptoms or they had the same before picture, right? You know, like a before and after, that's really what a testimonial it is. A testimony is saying, hey, before I work with this person, this is what I was struggling with. This was my situation. This is what I was thinking and feeling and blah, blah, blah. And after our work together, this is now what I'm experiencing. This is now how I'm showing up. This is now how I'm thinking. These are the tools that I now have, right? So a lot of times people will hear that before piece and they recognize somebody in their life similarly suffering. And so they'll reach out to me and they'll say, hey, I've got a friend 
or hey, my cousin, or hey, my partner, or hey, one of my kids, my son, my daughter, whatever it is. They're struggling with X, Y, and Z. You know, can I give them your information? Can I have them reach out to you? Do you think you can help them? Da, 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 whatever it is, right? And of course, it is always, I, I, take, I take referrals and recommendations and uh, that kind of stuff really seriously. Like I, it is one of the greatest compliments you can receive as a practitioner of the work that I do, that somebody who knows you would be willing to, um, or at least point somebody, I'm not saying they pay for it, but at least point somebody in the right direction towards you. Um, because they're saying they trust you and they think that you could be helpful, right? The no like trust factor is there. And that is a, that is a huge compliment. Uh, and it's an honor, right? I appreciate that. And I always say, thank you so much for thinking of me. And then I have to go on to explain like, Hey, but here's the thing, hashtag not a therapist, right? I don't work in the, in the traditional and conventional way. Um, and also I don't do one-off sessions. And also this is an investment because I work in programs, three months, four months, right? One-to-one -one group, whatever the situation is. And it's not covered by insurance because again, hashtag not a therapist. So people have to be willing, right? First and foremost, Again, let's circle back to this to make an investment of time, right? Energy, their emotions, their mental capacity, and their finances. Can they afford to invest, right, in, in this kind of work, this kind of program? It is intensive. It's different, right? It's, it's not the typical mental health care or whatever approach. Again, not a therapist. I'm a spiritual mentor. I'm a hypnotist. I'm an integrative change worker. I'm a life coach. I'm a yoga teacher, right? So first I explain that. And then here's the big piece. I always have to say to them, look, I get it. it. It's really hard, right? It's hard to see people you love suffer. I'm sorry to hear that so-and-so is experiencing such and such. But here's the thing. They've got to want to change. They've got to want to do this work. If they're attached to their stories, if they're attached to their limitations, real or perceived, right? If they're, if they're stuck in their old identity, if they're not ready to do this kind of work, they're not even interested in doing this work. And it's a lot of times why I will talk to somebody, you know, if, especially if I, I mean, if I've known you, like if you've uh, been a yoga student of mine for a long time, or we've worked together in some capacity, you know, and you reach out and you're like, Hey, I'm ready to do your, you know, the alchemy program. So my group coaching program that's starting in September, which if you're interested in, Go to karenkenny.com slash alchemy. Check that sucker out. It's a four-month program group, small, intimate, 12 people. Already got a, a few people signed up. I'm really excited about it, okay? But so I'll say to them, <laughs> um, you know, I appreciate that you're recognizing and, and witnessing somebody's struggle and that you don't want them to have to keep going through this. You don't want them to be so scared or anxious or stressed out or fill in the blank, right? Drinking too much or blah, 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 right? How, however, they're inflicting um, sometimes, you know, suffering on themselves or going through a thing, you know, grief, whatever it is, whatever it is. And I'll say to them, it's beautiful that you want to help them, but they've got to want it. You know, when you think about like in, in the sober community or in the recovery community, right? When you have family interventions, I always find it so fascinating. 
Now, because it, it applies to like what I'm saying right now, like somebody hears Jordan's story, they write to me and they're like, so-and-so in my life is suffering. It'd be one thing if they're writing to me and they're saying, hey, I read that, I resonated with it. Can we work together? I'm ready to do this work. I wanna do this work. That's a different conversation than, hey, so-and-so that I know is is suffering, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, but you're reaching out to me. They may not even be aware that they're suffering. They may not even be aware that there's a different way. They may not want to change. So yeah, like here's some parameters. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the price, the investment, the time, like all, you know, I lay out some of the, the elements so people know what, 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 what the deal is. Cause I don't like to blindside anybody. This is what's happened. This is what the, the program is. And if they want to do that, they can reach out to me. But Again, it comes from that place of love where they want to be helpful, but shit isn't going to happen. Just because you want somebody to get sober, just because you want somebody to change, just because you want somebody to transform. And sometimes, now let's let's go under the under and be a little bit honest, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm always trying to be honest, but let's get under the motivation, now, I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying anybody who reached out to me after the Jordan thing that I'm talking about you. I'm saying human, uh, humans, people be peopling, right? This is just people be peopling. Sometimes people want those other people to change and transform and stop doing whatever they're doing because it makes your life easier <laughs> because you don't want to have to be thinking about them, worrying about them, paying for them, cleaning up their messes, whatever. Yes, of course, you also love them, but you can't handle the discomfort in your own nervous system. This is how we end up with enablers. It's because, you know, you, you don't have those internal stabilizers in place to be able to say, this is this person's decision. They want to live like this, right? But what happens a lot is when you're outside of it and you can see the shit show unraveling and we kind of want to swoop in and save each other and save people. And it's a beautiful impulse. I get it. But how many interventions, family interventions have gone wrong because that person doesn't think they have a problem, don't want you up in their business, aren't seeking sobriety or fill in the blank, whatever the thing might be, why, why, why the family's gathering around to speak up. They might not see it the way you see it, and they may not want to do anything about it. They don't want to go to rehab. They don't want to stop filling the blank. They've got to want it. And when I've worked with people who have, again, great results, good results, but I know could have had amazing results, it's because, well, there's a lot of reasons why it could be. They're not actually, a lot of times we convince ourselves that we're ready to do the work and we want to change and we want, right? Like we, we love to, to, to say again, my last week's, last week's podcast episode, be a verb, right? Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. A lot of times we want to be ready to actually do the thing and change the thing and have to rearrange some stuff in our subconscious and in our lives and our intention and how we're showing up and our habits. And we say we want it, but we don't really want it or we're not quite ready for it yet. You know what I mean? So 
with all of good intentions, part one, you've got to want it. Other people can't drag you towards your own salvation, right? You, you've got to pay the consequences of being yourself. Like you've got to want to steer the ship in a new direction. And the good news is, is that there's plenty of resources and plenty of help out there. But the first thing has to be your own desire. And then for those of you that want to help others, you know, um, make change or get sober or stop filling the blank, stop harming themselves or hurting themselves or making choices that, you know, that uh, keep you up at night, they've got to want it first. As hard as that is to accept sometimes, because it can be really painful, right? To see somebody you care about, to see somebody that you love be destructive, to be self-destructive, to be self-harming, to be making choices that, you know, and especially when you're older and they're younger and you have a little more life's experience and you ever just watch something, right? Who here has ever watched somebody you love? And they don't always have to be younger than you. Sometimes they're older than you, like whatever, but you know what I'm saying? When you've been there, done that, and you see somebody about to make that choice and you just shake your head and you go, well, this isn't going to end well, right? We already know this isn't going to end well. And here's the thing, when you are younger, when I look back to when I was a teenager to when I was in my 20s, right? Man, do you think that you fucking know everything? You think you are the cat's meow and the cat's pajamas and the bee's knees and like you, you, you got it all figured out and you are smart and you're hip and old people don't know and they're stupid and creepy and like we know everything. And you just sit there and you're like, oh, this is not going to end well. And, you know, people got to learn. People got to learn. You can't, just like you can't wrap your kids in bubble wrap and protect them from every little choice or decision. They're, they're never going to learn that they're resilient or capable. They're not going to find tenacity. They're not going to learn that they, that they can, um, you know, think on their own, that they can formulate, they can problem solve. They won't know that if if people keep sweeping them out of, you know, harm's way or danger, you don't let them deal with the consequences of being themselves. And there are just times when you can't tell somebody anything. They don't want to hear it. They are not open and receptive to your wisdom, your experience, uh, your point of view, your knowledge, your advice. They're like, save it, zip it, all set, don't need it. And that's just it. You can't save people. I always say you cannot save people from themselves. They've got to want it. And if you're somebody who's been listening to my podcast and, and, uh, and it's not just me, I'm going to use me because that's, that's the best example I've got, right? If you're somebody who's been thinking about working with me, wanting to work with me or whatever, and, you know, in the past, maybe one-to-one seemed too big or scary and, you know, the little membership didn't seem like the right thing, now might be the perfect time. Now might be the perfect time because I have a group coaching program the alchemy. Think about what an alchemist is, right? They transmute things from one thing into another. It's a powerful thing. There's so much magic that's about to happen. 12 seats at the round table. Okay. Three of them already claimed a fourth and a fifth right on the edge, right on the edge. So there's a certain number of seats left. I would love to have you join us. There's going to be, right, incredible, I mean, collective learning. I should just do a podcast, note to self. I got to write that down. 
Uh, I'm going to do a whole podcast on uh, compound the compound interest of like collective learning and how incredible it is to do this kind of work in a group because uh, it is really incredible. Again, just go to karenkenny.com slash alchemy. But here's the thing I'm going to say. You've got to want it. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. I know how I'm going to show up. I know what I'm going to put into it. I know how I'm going to pour into it, how present I'm going to be, how passionate I'm going to be, right? But I can't do the heavy lifting for you, right? Like my co, so Jordan, right? Jordan, who this, who I've been talking about this testimonial, Jordan has also been my strength and conditioning coach, my vegan conscious muscle guy, right? And we always joke. I'm like, look, I'm going to make gains because I'm going to be the one who drives my ass to the gym and does the strength training and does my cardio and does the work. You can't come here and lift the weights for me. I can't expect me to grow my muscles, my physical muscles by you doing the heavy lifting for me. I've got to do it. You can write the program. You can coach me. You can support me, but I've got to do it. And it's the same thing when you're growing your spiritual muscles. It's the same thing. I can't do the heavy lifting for you. But if you are serious and you are ready and you're you're just like, I, look at, this is my time. <laughs> this is my time. I'm ready to go all in and I want to do this stuff, right? This could be the perfect time maybe to work together. So that's that's what I got to say, guys. You know, and, and you can apply this to whatever, whether it's you finally want to get your book done, you finally, well, I'm just making shit up, right? You want to get your book done. You want to learn how to play guitar. You want to launch your course. You want to get in shape and get stronger. You want to like, whatever it is, right? You've got to want it. And then the support people that you can bring around yourself to support you, to have um, to have community, to cheer you on, to hold you accountable, right? To help you to stay in self-integrity, all that stuff is so much better. It starts with you. So that's what I got for you guys today. I hope this is helpful in some way. Uh, if you can relate to this, right? And just like, look at, we can all look at times in our life, myself included. I can look at times in my life when I thought I wanted a thing. And I'm the type of person that has to try things and find out for myself. I got to, I got to fuck around and find out, right? That's my approach to my business. That's my approach to my personal life. That's my approach to the things that, you know, like uh, capture my curiosity. You know, somebody can tell me about, oh, this song, you're going to love this, this movie, this person, this content, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your opinions. I've got to go and experience it for myself. That's how I learn what's right for me, right? I can't just take it. It's not that I don't trust my friend's opinions, but to know whether something is for me or not for me, I have to personally experience it. And there are times when I've told myself, this will be amazing. You're going to love this. You should check this out. Oh my God. And then I do it and I'm like, nope. Didn't really want it. Wasn't really ready for it. Not my scene, not my thing, not the teacher that, you know what I'm saying? And there's no shame in it. No shame in it. Because sometimes we got to come back three months later or six months later or take that leap of faith, right? So I, I just want to say that too, right? You're ready when you're ready. But don't pause so long right? That, 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 that don't, don't be, um, anesthetized by your fear. Keep your heart, your mind, 
your, your three brains, right? The three brains, your brain brain in your head, the brain of your heart, the brain in your belly. Align those suckers, really tune in, right? And, and be watching. You'll know. You'll know when it's the right time if you're listening. Okay. You guys, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Wherever you are right now, if you can hear the sound of my voice, okay? <laughs> know that I'm cheering you on. Know that I am blasting you with love. Know that I believe in you. And you, you like, again, we will grow and change and transform to the degree that we want to, but you've got to want it. Wherever you are in the world, right? May you leave yourself, the people, the places you visit, the animals you come in contact with, the environment itself, because the environment is in trouble and it's because people be peopling. So be one of the people who are leading with love, who are showing up with love, who are conscious and aware of your effect on your surroundings, okay? Wherever you go, may you leave people and everything you come in contact with better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>